Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Hello again. It is Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires right on our strength. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week. And we are so glad that you have joined us, Aaron Evernham and Steve Post. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Just living as long as I don't have to move much, I'm in good shape. Seven and a half miles. I ran seven and a half miles this morning. Yes, I did. Um, Yeah. I'm really impressed, honestly. Thank you. No, I I got in the car. um, I got in the car. And uh, I'm just like sitting there and I'm wore out. I stretched and did all of that. And literally, I'm sitting there saying, you know, that's pretty badass. Yeah. That I just that did is. that. I, I mean, mean I, it I, really. I said is. to you before, I ran five yesterday. And it's the first time I've run that far in a while. Yeah. And I was feeling like I was awesome. And then you came in and told me that seven and a half. I'll see your five. I'll see your five. Well, I'll see five. But you could have done <laughs> But 15. I struggled through five. You so struggled. it's no, neat it's, to hear is, that you're doing so well. I think that's the beauty of the whole running journey is that my journey, your journey, everybody's journey is different. And it's a battle not even against yourself. It's a battle for yourself. For yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been awesome. I'm, I'm telling you, it's been awesome. Um, I haven't really talked much about this, but uh, the goal is in November, I'm doing a half marathon. That's neat. Uh, in Charlotte, which means you're going to be up and down hills. Charlotte, North Carolina. I used to joke around because all of the uppity-ups call it Uptown Charlotte. Then I ran a race in Charlotte. Is that really why it's called up? I've, I've never... I, I don't know why it's called up. I don't think I've they wanted to be called downtown. You know, I don't think they wanted to be called downtown. And it sits, the city, the city sits on a hill. If you don't believe it, just go run a race in that town. <laughs> I did, I, I think it was an 8K or a 10K. I did it. And I'm like, you know, headed out from the baseball stadium down there. It was great. Headed out. And I'm like, and I'm like, man, I feel like I've been running uphill. Like, I mean, I, I, I think the first mile, I think the first mile was all downhill. Yeah. But then I'm like, I feel like I'm running uphill. And I'm like, I have got to be like a thousand miles above that stadium. And I'm literally, and I'm trudging along, and I'm like, oh, my God, you go around a corner, there's another hill. And I'm like, what? And, like, I come around, and I see the, 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 the freeway there, the, belt, yeah. the, the beltway that goes around, the, and the stadium is above me. And I'm like, how in the world is this Am stadium above me? Hill? Am I still going uphill? <laughs> so, um, so it's the Charlotte half. <laughs> and, um, but, like I, like I tell people, the first 10K I did was the King's Mountain 10K. It was yeah, like you buddy need to mine. think about locations. Yeah, here. buddy of mine, Dennis Pope, is like he said, "It's impressive you're here. You're aware this is called the King's Mountain." Okay, and. 
But the reality of it is, is that my racing schedule dictates when I can do these. And so the Charlotte half, it's going to be the Charlotte half because it's when I can do it. It's the week yeah. after World Finals and after Phoenix on the NASCAR side. Well, all that kind of reminds me of doing the Knoxville 410, 4.1-mile race. It, like, I didn't know there were that many hills in Knoxville. No, we you did think Knoxville's so flat. That race, I was like, every time we took a turn, I'm like, wait a second. This yeah. Is, I didn't know there were this many hills in Knoxville. I agree with you on that, and I didn't even know what I was doing. That's what started it yeah. all for me, that, that Knoxville 410. Kendra told me to go have a beer. And run around and have yeah, a beer. Yeah, well, I'm sure the you know. fireball and the beer didn't work. Help well, me the on fireball the was the fireball was good. The fireball was good. Ugh. So um, good Ugh. stuff. And the bratwurst. So um, yeah, beer. <laughs> I fireball. didn't do the bratwurst. No beer, way. bratwurst, and fireball. The warm beer was enough yeah. to make me. Beer, <laughs> bratwurst, and fireball. And at some point, I had to burp. And oh boy, I'm telling you what. You know, That's even that, even, you know, when your own one grosses you out, that's pretty bad. And that was, it was. All right. So anyway, a, let's talk a, some racing. No, nah, what a journey. But it all started with sprint car racing. And so, I mean, it's just, uh, it's been amazing. And, and actually, it's, uh, it, it, I've talked to uh, Joey Saldana early in this journey was one mm-hmm. of the greats with giving me tips. Yeah. Um, he was phenomenal because he was so into it. And, 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 um. Darren Pittman. Yep. Remember, uh, remember of a, oh, that he, dirty dog. Remember yeah, he Jackson? did that 5K at Jackson and just whooped us. That. He was like, I haven't run in forever. I haven't run in forever. Yeah. I'll be all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and it's like I'm headed down the hill. I'm like finishing a mile, and he, I look Ashley over. Ashley Street. Yeah, Ashley Street. I'm headed down Ashley Street, and he's headed up the hill. You know, yeah. he got done with the race. He had showered. He had <laughs> ate lunch, and he uh, ran hot laps. Uh, by the time I got back, um, so uh, but it was it was cool. Um, Phil, uh, the forty-one, a uh, Phil um, Deets. Deets, Phil Deets. Oh yeah, he crushed Rainfade. it too. Yeah, he crushed it too. So there's he, a lot he of running. And Brooke both did. Yeah, yeah. And Logan Shuhart. Logan Shuhart yeah. does some running. We were talking about this at PRI. We're way off the reservation here. We were talking about this at PRI, and he was asking about races, and um, I said, you know, I just do my pace. I just do my pace. Yeah. He said I could never do that. He said if I was a person in front of me. I'm going to kill myself going by him. And I said, well, that's why you're a race car driver. Race car well, drivers see, are different. Well, maybe this is why you, I don't race You, You guys, because... you you are the same way in that you're competitive. Yes, but running is one thing I haven't been super competitive about because I know I'm not good at it. So it's yeah. one of those that I just kind of have to, like, check out. Like, all right, you just know. Is, um, when you run with Ray, are you too competitive? Uh, yes, we are competitive. And I'll tell you a funny quick story. We did a 5K in Huntersville a few years ago. And Kate was little, so he was going to push her. Now, Ray's significantly older than me, but he can kick my butt yeah, running any yeah, day. Yeah, Ray's, Ray's in really so good shape. So we're, we're like, let's just, let's just take this easy. We'll just, you know, go at our own pace. we got the stroller. We'll go in the back. Well, the race starts, and Ray just takes off. And he is literally, like, running people over with the stroller. He's up on curbs. Kate's little head is bouncing around. And I'm like, dude, I thought we weren't going to go crazy. I couldn't keep up with him. And then we go, there, there's cops and there's cones in the road to not go in the other lane. What does he do with the stroller and everything? Just right out in the passing lane, blows by a bunch of people. I'll never forget it. I was like, so much for, uh, hey, we're just going to just gonna finish it. Neat, neat journey really is. And I respect those people who do it competitively. And uh, But uh, I'm loving it for my my journey, my, yeah. my run. But um, after doing seven and a half this morning, I'm glad I'm stationary and not having to move. Because from about here down, uh, I'm just like, I'm sore like you wouldn't believe. But it's all good. It's all good. Uh, let's get into our Hefner Racing product hot topics. Um, Central Pennsylvania, a lot of action up there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dirt Classic was the headliner, $20,000 to win. Brent Marks picked up the win, started 10th, a last lap pass. 
Uh, got by Macri down in turns one and two. It was Marks, it was Macri, and Justin Peck just continues to be so good at those Central yep. Pennsylvania tracks. And uh, Justin Peck, a podium finish. Friday at Williams Grove, Lance Deweese, I wrote this down, his 4,322nd <laughs> win at Williams Grove since 2000. I might be exaggerating a little bit, but just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, wired the field. It's like, come on, settle down, son. Uh, Thursday night was BAPS, uh, Brent Marks. He had, Brent had a two-race weekend. We're going to talk, we've talked a lot this year uh, to Brent. We're going to talk to Heath Moyle, his crew chief. Yeah, looking and, forward to that. Uh, yeah, looking, uh, going to talk to Heath because uh, obviously it takes a good mechanic mm -hmm. to field this car that Brent Marks is just demolishing fields with at times. Uh, so we're going to talk to Heath. It's going to be fun. Uh, out in Wheatland, Missouri, it was the Hockett McMillan Memorial. Lucas Oil ASCS National Tour, 79 entries. Wayne Johnson started eighth, took the lead on lap 25, and picked up his second Hockett McMillan uh, winner over Blake Hahn and Scott Boguski. Thursday prelim was Tim Crawley, and Tim run a race Tuesday in Iowa. So Tim went back-to-back -back on ASCS races last week. Um, and then... Um, Friday, Ayrton Jennerton, who we had on this show yeah. not too long ago, uh, after his career first Knoxville win, yep. uh, got his career first ASCS National Tour win on the Friday prelim. Uh, we're going to talk to Wayne Johnson. And um, I just, Wayne, uh, we have, the, the interesting thing is, is I think two or three times in our history, we've called Wayne up when we were doing more preview stuff, like on a Thursday preview show. Yeah. We would call Wayne to talk about Jesse Hockett and Daniel yeah. McMillan because Wayne knew them so well. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's neat we're going to talk to Wayne on the backside of winning his second one. So I uh, love that we're going to talk to Wayne Johnson as well. World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars, the Tom Tarleton Classic at Keller Auto Speedway. $21,000 win for Logan Shuart, the slider scene around the world. Lots and lots of debate about this. Yeah. Um, I've never sat in a race car before, and so I have no idea. What's your opinion? I have no idea. I don't even know what to think of it. No, I really don't. <laughs> you What's know, your... honestly, it's a... It's hard. You know, if I, if I was Carson, I would have been upset. If I was Logan, I totally get it. He cleared him. It hit his bumper. Yeah, so no, it was, it was, it was a front was, bumper and yeah, a back bumper. Yeah, it was. Uh, I saw both sides of it. But yeah, I can see that, too. And I don't, It's for and, the win. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not – I've never driven a race car, yeah. so I don't necessarily – a lot of people – and when we're running this, a lot of NASCAR stuff, which you're, I, I, don't, I don't know that I'm qualified. Yeah. I have opinions, but I'm not sure well, I'm, how yeah. qualified my opinion is. Because I haven't done it. You've been out there. You've delivered sliders yeah. and you've received sliders. Well, he didn't send them off the track and in the in the. Fence. No, no, that's a dirty so slider. That's, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he he cleared them technically. You know, boy, I'll I had tell a you little, what, though, boy, I'll tell you what, Macedo, that you would talk about stopping. Yeah. I mean, boy, that slow. I had a similar one with um, Terry Gray at Carolina Speedway the night that I won. Did you? It wasn't. Jerry? There was some contact with my rear bumper and. There was a red flag, and he told me how he felt about it. At the Terry time. did? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, Terry yeah, did. yeah, he got oh. out of his car and told me how he felt about it. a boy, Terry. But now we laugh about it. Yeah, good, good, good <laughs> folks, that's for sure. Um, fast series, they had the Commonwealth Clash at Lernerville. It was uh, um, Aaron Reitzel. Uh, they raced at Knox Speedway. Nate Dussel picked up the win there on Sunday. Other winners, no shocker here, Mark Dobbeyer won at River <laughs> Cities. Paul Neenheiser won the Moa race at Jacksonville. J.J. Hickel won the Moa race at Spoon River. Glad to see J.J. back mm -hmm. uh, in victory lane. Cy Lynch won at Dog Hollow. And Danny Schlaffer won IRA up at Beaver Dam. So great, great stuff. Lots of great racing for sure. And there you have it, your Hefner Racing product, Hot Topics. Uh, HRP knows sprint car racing. Therefore, they know what works best for your team. No other accessory can match quality, performance, and design of their trailer and shop accessories. 
and they're always adding like new cordless tool charging stations, sleek and design hold two cordless drills, impacts, or flashlights and battery chargers. It keeps clutter from your workbench, and the roster includes something for every racer, team, trailer, and shop. So don't settle for anything less than Sprint Car Racing's number one accessories manufacturer. www.hrpracing.com. That's hrpracing.com. Stay with us. Wayne Johnson joins us on the Sage Fruit Hotline coming up next. Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Sage Fruit is a premium grower, packer, and shipper of Washington tree fruit. Apples, pears, and cherries, and it's always an exceptional eating experience, and they're grown in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Not only is their produce healthy, but they are grown with such care and precision that you can count on each piece of fruit having exceptional flavor. High-quality fruit, exceptional flavor, healthy snacking. Make sure when you go to your local grocery store, ask for Sage Fruit. Sage Fruit, it's our first choice for quick and easy snacking. Dirt Empire Magazine is the ultimate dirt track racing only magazine in the world. Featuring interviews, opinions, event photos, tech, and 100% racing action. Each issue includes late models, modified sprint cars, and more. Big event photos from the best photographers in the sport. And great one-on-one interviews with the top drivers as well as grassroots racers. Pick up a copy of Dirt Empire Magazine today at select tractor supply stores or other area retailers. Or get your subscription today at DirtEmpireMagazine.com. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires right on our strength. Let's go to the Sage Fruit Hotline. Joining us fresh off from a trip to Victory Lane, Wayne Johnson joins us. Hello, Wayne. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, always glad to hear from you guys. Well, that's good. Well. Yeah, yeah, and you did. Wayne, um, this event, the Hockett McMillan Memorial, Memorial, what's it like to stand in Victory Lane next to Jack Hockett? Well, you know, it's, it's 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 pretty surreal. It's 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 you know, he's like family to me. But more than anything, you know, everybody asked me how that race, uh, you know, how I felt about winning that race. But the biggest one, honestly, Steve, was the first one. You know, I was, I didn't think I'd ever win that race. You know, so uh, to win the first one was probably meant more. But to to back it up and win two, that uh, you know, it's pretty special. Uh, anytime you can win one race, let alone two. We talk about uh, your relationship with Jack, but for for some of the maybe our newer fans, our fans that didn't know Jesse and Daniel, talk a little bit about uh, maybe you, your relationship with them and their legacy that they left behind. Well, when I you know <clears throat> when I met uh, Daniel and Jesse, they were just starting out and didn't know a whole lot, and uh, you know just really good kids uh, down to earth, and I could see that they really wanted to do this, and me and Jesse just hit it off, and. And, uh, you know, I always say it, but, you know, I took him to Australia for the first time and, uh, we just did a lot of things together and those, those kids just were, you know, they didn't come from money. And so they were working their butts off to make it happen. And Jesse was able to do it. And unfortunately with his passing, you know, we don't, we don't know where he would have ended up, but I I really feel like that, uh, it probably ended up down there with you guys somewhere in Charlotte, uh, Honestly, and I mean, he was just that talented of a kid, and his work ethic was unbelievable as young as he was. And, uh, you know, with all the wins that he had running non wing and wing cars and this, that, and the other, 
I felt like I was part of it because he would, you know, if he was in California and I was in Ohio or, or Iowa or wherever, you know, he was on the phone asking me what I thought about doing this, that, and the other. And then, you know, next thing you know, I'd wake up the next morning and he won. And I just felt like I was part of it, you know. So neat. That really, truly is. And uh, uh, I had, uh, I had uh, the, the first one that um, actually had told me a little bit about Jesse was Jason Sides had told me about him. And then um, he had passed before we'd started Wing Nation, so I was never around it much. Um, but but the combination of racer, whatever it was, and then personality, because everybody that everybody that says it says like uh, I just fell in love with the kid. I mean, and this is I mean, it's yeah. It's, yeah, it's just he was so personable, down to earth. Uh, if you want to say hillbilly Missourian or whatever, however you want to say yeah. it, you just you never met a stranger, and uh, you know I've seen that, and and actually taught me a lot about personalities and and trying to be per- more personable because uh, I, I was shocked that, I mean, we'd just be walking to a store and next thing you know, he's talking to somebody about, I don't even know what, but it was just weird that uh, somebody as young as he was because, you know, these kids nowadays are pretty, pretty uh, uptight and not very personable. You're right about yeah, that. No, it's, it's a different world. It really is. Wayne, you made a comment in Victory Lane that kind of gave me goosebumps. You talked about the cautions falling just right because you didn't have any brakes left or they, the rotors were super hot. But you, you kind of said that Jesse might have been riding along with you or helping out with the cautions. I thought that was really neat. Well, <clears throat> you know, it is, it's, it's, it, I mean, it, it just, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now that before the green flag waved, you know, I don't know where my career, my career going to end or win or whatever and that might have been my last Jesse race I don't know but God honest truth before we went green I I said to myself or Jesse or whoever however I don't know I'm not big uh, on thinking about these kind of things but I said you know Jess this might be my last one so kind of help me out here if you can and and uh, no kidding Uh, you know when that first caution fell I got the lead I had no brakes. I was pumping and pumping and pumping, and I knew I was in trouble. And the caution come out, and the pedal came back, and I was like, "Wow, the pedal's back!" And then, you know, and then we got going again. I thought, "Don't use the brakes so much." Don't, but I needed to use the brakes to run the bottom like that. And then when that red came out with ten to go, same thing. I had no pedal, and it was a long enough red that they cooled back off. And with ten to go, I thought, "Just don't use the brakes as much." And the brakes actually, I never lost the pedal again the last ten laps, but just weird how things happen, you know, but I honestly did say that. And uh, it just goes to, in my opinion, you know, whether it was mental or whatever, uh, you know, I just felt like Jesse was riding with me, honestly, and and, uh, wanted me to win that race. That is so awesome. I mean, that just really, truly is. And we're sitting here, Aaron and I are sitting here with the goosebumps on it because uh, um, that's that's just really, really neat. That's really fun stuff. Wayne Johnson's our guest here on the program today. Wayne, when we look at your season, five ASCS National Tour wins. You're up to 59. This was a 59th career win. Um, you know, and, and and we talked a little bit before we came on the air. Uh, it's been a little bit of a bit of a struggle over the last month or so, but it looks like you're uh, you're, you're you're back on your game. How do you feel about where you're at at this point? Well, you know, with uh, the ups and downs we've had this year, I feel pretty good about it. You know, when we we talked, uh, me and you talked at Lakeside about. You know, I didn't think you were racing for points when we talked back in February or whatever it was, right, when you guys had me on. And that was not the plan to race for points. It just kind of happened that way. And, uh, 
so really didn't go into this deal even caring too much about the point deal and then got the lead and, and uh you know was felt like we were pretty stout had won more races than everybody else and was pretty consistent but then there in july i believe it was july 4th weekend when we crashed real bad you know and then i was under the weather there for i don't know three or four or five weeks and and uh that kind of got us behind because i didn't drive the car like i should have been driving probably shouldn't even been out there but all in all with with uh everything that's happened since then i felt like that uh the hockett race was something for me and darren to build on as a team because we were just off and we were horrible and uh being at the same racetrack for three nights i think that's where we were able to work on the car enough to figure out what we were doing wrong it was like three you know practice sessions or whatever you want to call it but we just got better at it and figured out what we were doing wrong and uh, hopefully uh you know that leads over to little rock next week and, and the rest of the year Wayne, the last time we spoke with you you talked to we talked a lot about your back injury uh you hit on it a little bit but how is that? are you fully recovered is that something that will be long term how are you feeling I really feel good, Aaron. I'm sure it's going to be long term, honestly, <laughs> but I'm not really thinking about it. Uh, you know, I did all the rehab that I was supposed to do and and uh, take time off. That's what they wanted me to do. And I did everything I could possibly do to make it better. I've stayed out of the gym trying to and lifting and that kind of thing. And I really do feel well, but I'm still not doing things that I did in the past. And, uh, you know, like going to the gym and lifting and stuff. I just, I'm, I'm trying to, Trying to just stay away from that for as long as I can. But in, in the race bar, I feel great. Neat. That's neat stuff. That is for sure. Um, really, really fun to see. Wayne, you uh, kind of talked a little bit about it when you talked about your your uh, conversation with Jesse uh, prior to starting the race that, uh, you know, this might be the last one. We don't know what we're going to do. You're not sure what you're going to do. Do you, do you have a vision? Do you have a plan going forward beyond this season? Or are you just kind of taking a wait-and-see approach and see how, how things sort out? Well, <laughs> uh, the first thing I got to do, if, I, if I'm not racing, I got to find a job. That's that's a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know that I've ever had a job in probably the last 30 years that didn't, uh, you know, wasn't around racing. But uh, I do want to slow down. I mean, I told you guys that back in February. I want to slow down. I don't want to be on the road all the time. And, and I didn't want to race for points uh, just because, you know, I, I I just don't want to have to go 12-hour drive if I don't want to. Or if the weather looks bad and you still got to drive up there because you're racing for points. I still want to race hard. I just don't want to do it where I'm forced to be somewhere or whatever. So, that's really what I'm looking up, looking forward to is maybe just slowing down enough and going where I want to go, when I want to go. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think that's going to be enough to, uh, you know, make enough money to survive. So I've got to do something different. So just kind of in limbo right now, trying to figure that out. We're, <clears throat> we've been discussing USAC and some Silver Crown races, and we haven't put all that together yet, but we've discussed it. And uh, just... I don't know. I just want to slow down a little bit. Maybe, maybe not all the way, but you know. And then you win a big race. Well, then you win a big race like this, and it amps you up, and uh, you want to go again. But I'm honestly just tired of having to be somewhere every weekend. You guys know, you know, you've done this, and you know, I don't have a life outside of racing. Yeah, I hear you there. Yeah. I really do, Wayne. It's got to be though. Uh, we talk about your fifth win of the season with ASCS. 
Uh, it's got to be a whole lot nicer to be parking it on the front stretch. You you went a couple of years when you were getting your teeth kicked in by the World of Outlaw Tour. It's got to be neat to at least have those moments, though, this year that, that you hadn't enjoyed in, in the previous few years. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely nice to stand on the front straightaway and get some cheers and some booze because I don't know even know what that was like for a couple of years. And unfortunately, out there with the Outlaw deal, you know, uh, that was the first two years that I've never won a race in my career. So it was definitely a humbling experience, uh, but I talked about it many times of how tough that deal is. And, and uh, you know, all these young kids and, uh, you know, they asked me about how that was and this, that, and the other. And I tell them, you know, it's, it's amazing how much tougher it is. But uh, then you get Ryan Kims goes out there and makes it look easy. So uh, maybe it's just because I'm old. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know about that. Final question for you, Wayne. Um, when we chatted with you early in the year, you weren't going to run for points. Then you made the decision to win for, run for points. Uh, Terry Maddox uh, took over the ASCS National Tour along with the entire ASCS uh, program. And um, I, I don't know if anybody works any harder than Terry Maddox does, what, what, what I can see. Um, and that's part of the reason I know when, when he laid out what he had in mind, uh, you were like, you know what, I can kind of support this. Um, Promoter-driver relationships are sometimes awkward and everything, but just kind of your assessment, how has, uh, how has Terry done in his rookie run as far as the uh, owner of ASCS? I think he's done great. Uh, you know, is there things that I think he could do better? For sure. You know, I'm going to critique anyone, but he's definitely done a great job with it. I think the format has really made the racing better uh, overall, and uh, I think the fans are enjoying it, and I think he's he's building, you know. I think he's building on this, and I think he's going to run with it next year. And uh, from what I understand, the schedule's already building and getting bigger, but uh, he's done a great job. You know, he's short-staffed. He doesn't have a lot of people working for him, and I think that kind of hampers him a little bit at times. But uh, all in all, I, I mean, I give him an A. I mean, he has done great with the series, and, and uh, you know, with the races canceled, you know, with the tire shortages and this, that, and the other. And he canceled a race this next weekend in Louisiana that we're going to. And it was a one-day show that was going to be about a 17-hour round trip for me. So it didn't bother me at all that he canceled that race. But uh, I just think that he's, you know, he's building on it. You know, I don't know if you guys knew, but I was going to be part promoter of a, of a race here at Red Dirt Raceway. And and uh, we're looking forward to that. And it got rained out. But, you know, I can get behind a guy that works hard. And then, and I can I can see how hard he works. So. That was uh, the motivation for me to, to kind of, you know, back back him a little bit and try to have a race with him. Nice, nice. Yeah, nobody works harder. He was up at 6.30 this morning teaching basketball or baseball or something. He was coaching some kids. So he does, he does a lot, uh, does an awful lot. I said that was the last question, but I'm literally looking at the schedule, and another question came to mind. Next up is the Short Track Nationals at I-30. Following that, the Winter Nationals at Devil's Bowl. Um, there apparently is some common, uh, not good news with those two tracks and that both of them mm. apparently are somewhere in the process of potentially going away. Wayne, um, they're, they're both historic tracks in the 360 sprint car world, devil's ball with the 410 sprint car world as well. Uh, I don't know if there's any update or any stories or anything that, that, that you know, as far as that goes, but the prospects of maybe going to these two places for the last time, uh, that's, that, that, that's gotta be an awkward feeling as well. Well, I just want to go win because uh, actually I was on the phone with Tracy Clay this morning and she can't confirm or deny that it's right. sold, but 
<laughs> I, I can't say that that I know for sure, but it sure didn't sound like that there was going to be another one. So I'd like to ha- I'd like to definitely win this race and say that I was the last short track nationals winner. I'm just hoping that uh, you know there's another racetrack that uh, takes that race, takes that event, and runs with it. If it's not going to be in Little Rock, maybe uh, maybe we'll do that at, at uh, Red Dirt Raceway. That'd be a good place to do it. But I'm hoping someone takes and runs with it because that's a really good event. And I hate to see it go away. There you go. Yeah. Good stuff, that's for sure. Wayne, congratulations. We always appreciate the conversation. We'll be following along, watching you on Flow Racing over the next few weekends. Thanks for joining us here on Wing Nation. Thanks, guys. Always good to be on. There we go. Wayne Johnson joining us here. Um, we have Heath coming up here in just a second, but uh, there, there's a lot going on in the short track world. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I had a weekend, and, and I tweeted something about this on Monday. Uh, I stayed local here, uh, did some asphalt racing, did a pay-per-view project on Saturday night. Friday night, I went to Wake County Speedway, an asphalt little bull ring, little quarter-mile asphalt NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Racing Series track. Chaos. Wall-to-wall people. I mean, people everywhere. I mean, please stand back away from the fence. I know there's not seats, but we got, you know... And the late model feature came out there, and this guy, Clay Jones, um, in the last half of the race, went from third to second, and then the last two laps went to first and won the track championship and probably won the North Carolina State Championship. Place was bonkers. I mean, it is, there's been three events that stand out to me this year. The High Bank National at Houston, when Sheldon Mm -hmm. did what Sheldon did. The North Wilkesboro Cars Tour race when yeah. Dale Jr. did what Dale Jr. did, and this Friday night. That's how great that is. So good. Saturday, got in the car up to Coburn, Virginia, uh, did a local tour, great, great tour of racers uh, up at uh, Lonesome Pine Raceway. Got up there talking to the promoter. The track is up for auction. Oh. And, I, you know, Wayne's talking about becoming the last driver to potentially win the short track nationals. I hope to God I'm not the last announcer to announce a race at Lonesome Pines. And so it's a weird time. It's a weird time. It is a weird time. It's a weird time. You know, you turn on any pay-per-view and you see places packed, but then you hear these stories of, oh, no, but this track didn't have anyone. And it's like like feast or famine. And that's what I had this past weekend. Yeah. Wake County, bonkers. Absolutely. I'm sitting there watching this. I went up in the grandstands, and I'm like, oh, crap. I got two-thirds of the way up there. There's no seats. And I found a seat. Someone, you know, he waved and, and, and you know. And then, and then you go to Lonesome Pine, and it's like maybe going out of business. And so weird, weird stuff. Weird, weird time. So the message is get out and support your local racetrack, folks. Get out and support your local racetrack. That is for sure. We need to step away when we come back. Heath Moyle, crew chief for Brent Marks on the Murray Marks Motorsports team. He joins us next. Circle B Diecast is the new diecast outlet from Plan B Sales. What started as a Lionel and Chase Authentics apparel distributor has grown into the largest distributor of diecast and now includes Auto World, Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, Sam Bass Artwork, and University of Racing Lines. They have a huge inventory. The folks at Circle B Diecast love racing, and they support drivers like Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and many others with sponsorships and partnerships. On orders of $20 or more, use promo code MRN for free shipping. You can check them out at www.circlebdiecast.com. Power isn't born, it's built over time. 
For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Just like racing components, Aggressive Hydraulics purpose builds hydraulic cylinders to perform for customer-specific applications. They design and manufacture mobile-style, single-stage cylinders, as well as multi-stage telescopic cylinders. It's a no-one-size-fits-all approach with Aggressive Hydraulics. Hydraulic solutions for virtually every industry that uses hydraulic cylinders. They proudly design and manufacture all cylinders in the United States. Check out the video of their story at AggressiveHydraulics.com. We are having a ball. It is Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires right on our strength. We're going to the Sage Fruit Hotline, and I am telling you, this year, Brent Marks, it's like about every third week. It's like, well, we've kind of got to talk to Brent because he's yeah. won three more. <laughs> uh, he won two Kings Royals. He did this. He did that. And this week, he goes to Pennsylvania, wins at BAPS on Thursday night, wins the Dirt Classic. And I'm like, you know what? Let's do something a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, let's talk to the crew chief, uh, a part of the team there on, um, on on the car. Heath Moyle joins us on the Sage Fruit Hotline. Hello, Heath. How are you? Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks we are well. Me. We have talked at length to Brent about the last 16 months of life from when things with CJB went, went away and him building this team. What has it been like for you, Heath, to be part of this scenario that you find yourself into uh it, it's been an awesome ride to be honest you know uh everyone here just works so well together and and that's that's what makes us so good at what we do is you know there's well, there's no finger point there's no titles we all work well together to go to a common goal and i think that that's really shown in the success that we've had this year um, and Brent starting last year too. I mean, you got Fudd back with him, and you know, you know, Fudd and him have known each other for a very long time, and Fudd's been with him since the beginning. And uh, you know, you bring me aboard, and Fudd and I have worked together, so it just all really meshed really quickly, and it just this is what it turned into. And I don't think, you know, you have dreams and you strive for seasons like this, and we're just the very fortunate ones, and blessed to be able to have this kind of season that we're having. Heath, you've had the opportunity to work with a, a number of really successful drivers. What is different about Brent, especially in the last 16 months? He's always been a good driver. We knew that. We knew that when he had his own team, when he went to CJB. But what is what is just different about him? Is it now confidence? Is it the combination of working with the team you're talking about? What makes him different and so good right now? I think it's it's everything that you've talked about. He has the confidence in us. You know, we're behind him 100%. Um, he doesn't have to worry about anyone coming in and, like, just putting him down. You know, if he makes a mistake out there, he comes in and says, sorry. And I'm like, dude, what are you sorry for? Like, you just went back one spot in a heat race. What about, you know, when you just went out and just won 17 races? You know, like, you can make mistakes. We're all human. But I think the most of it is just him making smart decisions as well. Like, he's me, you know, I was on the Outlaw Tour when he was, and, you know, he was always at KSC Hard Charger, so he knows how to get through traffic. And I'm sure he got his, 
it kind of felt down sometimes kept having to get that award because I just mean just starting that far back but the skill set that he's had he's just so patient right now and making smart decisions and I think that's the biggest thing was that skill set that he had you know instead of passing 10 cars which he's had to do obviously a couple times this year um, now he has to pass you know three or four just putting ourselves in a, a better position each time. Well, when we but when we look at uh, the most recent race, the the Dirt Classic, I think he did have to pass best ten cars. What's that like as the crew chief waiting for that last lap, just kind of waiting for it to happen, and that moment where he pulls the trigger down into turn number one and gets the win? I mean, did you did 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 you have confidence that he'd be able to pull that off? Uh, were you patient with it, watching it? What was that like, Heath? Well, I was glad that he made the decision that he did because when we were out there on the for that last open red with five laps to go, he said, should I just run the top or what should I do? I said, well, they probably told Anthony where he was going or where you were running. I said, so he's probably going to go to the bottom. And I thank God he didn't listen to me. He just kept working that bottom because it obviously worked out. But I was pretty stressed for the last five laps. And I kept seeing him inch closer and closer. And I'm like, we may have a shot at this. And then he finally had a good enough run on him coming off four. He pulled the trigger. So yeah, it's it's stressful on top of that trailer. And anybody knows me, I pace a lot. So I probably had more laughs than he did. <laughs> That's awesome. Heath, I was going to ask you about the red flag because in victory lane, Brent said that he's usually not a fan of open reds, but this one he was. So I was wondering if it was a conversation or if you made some adjustments. Um, well, we had a conversation how we could, you know, he could work the bottom a little bit better. He was just a little too stood up, and front end was just causing him a little bit of problems on exit. So we just talked about it and made a little adjustment on the front end and kind of just seeing where it went, and he just kept working it, and it, it worked out. I, I kind of want to go back to the original question that I had for you here. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're a street stock driver at Five Mile Point Speedway in Binghamton, New York, or you are <laughs> running for the Formula One IndyCar or Cup Series Championship. Everybody wants to be in that spot where when you roll in the pits, everyone is like, the 19 is here. Mm -hmm. This car is here. What is that like to be, what is that like to be that one of those? And it's not that team. It's one of those team. What's that like, Heath? Um, I don't know. I kind of, it, it's, it's a cool feeling to have. I mean, I, when it really hit me was at Lernerville after speed week, you know, you walk in and you're like, some of the guys went to me, oh, I guess we're running for third tonight. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You're like, well, Kyle's here and you're here. So we're running for third. And that's when it really hit me. I'm like, okay, people have really started, you know, what you just said about knowing that we're there. And that's, it's, it's a confidence boost for us, to be honest, you know, just going in and having that mentality. But I learned on the Outlaw Tour, you know, years ago, Steve Kinzer was actually still racing when I first started doing this. And if you didn't go in with the mentality that you're the best car there every night and you're going to win, you were beat before you even walked through the gate. Yes, very true. Heath, is there a, a sense of, um, I don't know, or a bit of pressure that comes along with that too? You know you're on top and you know you've got a great car, a great team, a great driver. Is there is there added pressure? Oh, absolutely. When you like when we rolled in to Eldora for that week of the King's Roll, everyone's like, you're our pick to win this week and this and that. I'm like, okay, let's just calm down here for a second. <laughs> like, we're only as good as our last race, but it, it does add pressure. But the thing of it is, is I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to begin with to be that good. 
So no one's more disappointed in a bad night more than we are as a team because that's just how much pressure we put on ourselves and that's our drive to succeed. And nights like that, you really learn to take with a grain of salt and go back to the shop and work on your program in your car to get better so you can get back to, you know, being that team the next week again. Heath, we had Wayne Johnson on prior to you, and Wayne is running for points with ASCS, and he talked about the frustration of having to run for this and having to go here and not being able to watch the weather and having to do this and having to do that. And and I, and, and you mentioned the Kings Royal. You guys made a decision with that afternoon show to just sit out of that afternoon show. What is that luxury like for a team where you're where you're not having to count points, where you can where you can keep the big picture in mind? What is that like for you guys? Oh, I think it benefits us a lot, um, to be honest. You know, the luxury that we have is we're, you know, if the weather looks bad, you know, like Wayne was saying, we don't have to go. We can go run somewhere else. I mean, we're in central Pennsylvania. If we want to travel, you know, four or five hours down the road to go to another track, we can just go to Williams Grove or we can just sit out a week. But the other luxury that it really gives us is if, you know, we're not, we're not running for points. So if we want to go out and throw a knife and try something, we can do that. And there's, you know, there's, really no repercussions as far as a point standing wise or the end of the year money wise, we can try stuff and, you know, different ideas that, you know, one of the three of us had, and you know, if it don't work, we don't do it again. And if we think that it's something we can work on, we'll just, you know, do it again. So I think that's where we kind of get the benefit and the luxury, you know, that not a lot of these teams have. Keith, along those lines with all the success that you've had this year and all the money that you guys have earned, and knowing both of you have been on the Outlaw Tour before, is there any desire to, to run a series like that? Or, I mean, obviously what you're doing is working and you're making great money, And but is there a desire to win a championship? Um, I don't know. I think for, I can't speak for Brent. I mean, we've talked about it a little bit, but for me personally, I don't think I have – I'm just at a different stage in my life to where I don't think I want to travel that much anymore. Um. And, I mean, maybe if we talked about it, maybe, you know, at some point, but not right now. I think we're pretty content with where we're at and what we're doing, and we're having fun doing it. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like, you know, you guys talked about pressure earlier. When you're going for points and stuff, there's just that other added pressure of just getting, uh, you know, points every night and explaining why you're having a bad points night and having to salvage nights to where we don't have that extra added pressure with mm -hmm. that. So. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of enough in their question, really. I mean, yeah. we it's been talked about, but really nothing's been finalized. No doubt. You guys are, guys are, you guys are doing well right the way it is, that's for mm -hmm. sure. Heath, we appreciate the time. We wish you continued success. Is it Sealands Grove this weekend, or are you guys going to go somewhere else? No, we'll be at Sealands Grove this weekend for their, uh, their open. Yeah, it's twenty thousand dollars to win. So uh, yeah. on Saturday, six grand to win on Friday night, and a uh, pretty cool deal, that's for sure. Heath, thanks for the time. We appreciate you joining us. All right, thanks, guys, for having me on. There we go, Heath Moyle joining us. Fascinating, so loves yeah. to give that other premium grower. I really do. He's been Washington. one of those guys. Mm -hmm. Man, you see him in the pits, and he's just one of those guys you can slide up to the toolbox and chat yeah. with. And uh, good to see him enjoying the success as well yeah. as Brent and his Fud as well. Um, great, great stuff. Neat, neat stuff. Hey, I want to mention this before we go to a break. Um, podcasting, YouTubes, videos, social media. If you like what we're doing here on Wing Nation, like it, share it, review it. Um, that's how this thing is done. Um, and so if you like what you're seeing, 
if you're a Brent Marks fan and want everyone to see, uh, listen to what uh, what Heath just said, uh, share this and spread the gospel a little bit. That's kind of the way the kids are doing it these days with all of these <laughs> uh, with all of these things, uh, all of this fun stuff that we have. So, and we appreciate that. We really do. We're having a we're we're we're, we're this Wing Nation ride continues on. It continues to be awesome, and we're just glad that you have tuned in, listen. Uh, or watch this podcast, and uh, we appreciate it if you share it if you if you like what you're seeing or hearing here. So let's step away. When we come back, we've got a whole lot more Wing Nation coming up. Sage Fruit is a premium grower, packer, and shipper of Washington tree fruit. Apples, pears, and cherries, and it's always an exceptional eating experience, and they're grown in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Not only is their produce healthy, but they are grown with such care and precision that you can count on each piece of fruit having exceptional flavor. High-quality fruit, exceptional flavor, healthy snacking. Make sure when you go to your local grocery store, ask for Sage Fruit. Sage Fruit, it's our first choice for quick and easy snacking. Power isn't born, it's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. That was the single most painful interview that I've ever done. Painful? Oh, oh, I saw you leaping out I of was, your chair. I, I was, uh, we talked about <laughs> at the top of the show, the, the running, and midway through that interview, just when we were starting with Heath, I was cramping up and seizing well, and up. I think it was when I was talking to him, in the corner of my eye, I saw you, like, I, I yeah. didn't know what was I'm happening. I'm watching to see if Craiger has the camera on you uh, only, the, the small shot on you, so that I can can stretch and stand up and do There's this. There's a lot of movement things. going on. I was trying to focus. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, but we did it. And if I wouldn't have said anything there, no one would have known. That's no. the professionals we are here at Wing Nation. Something like that. Something like that, exactly. Flow Racing is the ultimate digital home track for race fans everywhere. You can subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. Flow Racing is something for everyone, like NASCAR Weekly Racing Series action, sprint car racing, drag racing, off-road racing, and much, much more. Learn more, flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's FLORacing.com forward slash go MRN. National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. One sprint car place in Knoxville, Iowa. We always do the birthday calendar. Our buddy, your buddy. Doug Clark, <laughs> birthday yesterday. He Yipper. always tells me to. He always tells me to say hi to you. My buddy. He never says hi to me. He always says, "Tell Aaron, tell the redhead, tell the redhead, tell the redhead." Tell the redhead. I said, "Yeah, hi. yeah." He likes to tease Ray about it too. He always, you know, gives me the big hug and. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Doug's birthday yesterday. Louis Center later this week. Don Edmonds, uh, Harry Barney Wimmer, Bob Carey, Bob Hampshire, uh, Bill Pickens, and Ernie Triplett. Tomorrow, Bob Estes, and tomorrow. Would have been, uh, let me do some quick math here, the 124th birthday of Charlie Courier. Charlie was born in 1898. He raced motorcycles in Southern California, and then he turned into a promoter. He started at the Silvergate Speedway in San Diego, but then it expanded to San Jose up to Ascot. He hosted big car races, which is, I think, the Silver Crown Mm -hmm. IndyCar. That was the whole thing then. Uh, in the mid-1930s, and he founded uh, an organization called the American Racers Association, a sanctioning body, ARA. Uh, as often is the case, we've talked about this in the history, when World War II hit, 
Everything shut down. World War II ended. He helped to build Oakland Stadium. And Oakland Stadium out in California, the best open wheel racers in the world were coming there to race. The stadium closed in 1955. Over the course of time, Courier was involved with Sacramento, Calistoga, Ferndale, Chico, Hanford, King City, Saugus, Quincy, Orville, Eureka, and Stockton. So I would say that's a pretty good representation of the great state of California, (laughs) short track racing. significant. Pretty significant, that's for sure. He passed away in 1959, but that significance is what has him enshrined in the class of 1997 of the Sprint Car Hall of Fame in Knoxville, Iowa. They are open year-round. So uh, now that they've wrapped up the season, they had the big dirt late model Mm -hmm. Lucas Oil race over there. Uh, Now you can go there and uh, just kind of – see, I I went there – was it trucks? I went there and hit a quiet time. It's fun yeah. to hit loud times and busy times, but it's fun. I enjoy hitting Yeah, quiet, quiet time. times. You actually get to read look and, around yeah. and really read and slow down and look at things. Otherwise, like during the Nationals, oh, you, you just yeah. <laughs> chit-chat mean, with everyone, shit, bump into everyone. Yeah, you get Shane Carson, and the next thing you know, he's leading you around and meeting you to show me this yeah. and that. And I love Shane Carson. I mean, it's just this is not a slight, but it is nice. So now would be a good time to go yep. to the Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Uh, now would also be a good time to get in on their Sprint Car Raffle Air, and they've got a triple X chassis Moyle Racing Engine car that you can get. Yep, tickets are $20 each or 6 for $100. The drawing is December 16th. Go to www.sprintcarraffle.com for a ticket and, and more information. There we go. Their current display is a tribute to Ascot, so really, really neat stuff. You can become a supporting member at uh, $25. Um, and that gives you free admission to the museum and 10% discount on all museum store merchandise. So Sprint Car Hall of Fame out in Knoxville, Iowa. This weekend, World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars, Friday night, they're at Eldora the night before the crown. Mm -hmm. And then they move over to Sharon Speedway. Uh, for another big show over there. so I'm excited they're back on East Coast time. Yes. No slight to the West Coast, Ooh, but I boy. don't make a lot of the features. No, that's for sure. <laughs> now, the All-Stars, of course, a lot of their drivers, I'm sure, will race Friday night at Eldora yeah. with the World of Outlaws, and the All-Stars are part of the Four Crown on Saturday night at Eldora. So a lot of racing out at Eldora. Um, IRA, bumper-to-bumper sprints, Friday night. This is their final weekend. Friday night is uh, Dodge County Fairgrounds. That's the big half-mile fairgrounds. Saturday, the Plymouth Third Track in Sheboygan. Um, we uh, later on in the program, Dylan. Uh, we'll tell you, Dylan. Well, I'll tell you now. Dylan Sisney joins us on our weekend show. Dylan Sisney's headed out there. Really? Yeah, he's uh, part of his ownership group is out there, and so and they have Gibbsville. The cheese. mayor. The mayor. The mayor. The mayor of Port Royal is headed to Sheboygan. So I wonder if the mayor the of Port Sheboygan Royal and the Sheboygan the... mayor can meet. Yes. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so the IRA bumper to bumper sprints, a big weekend there, central Pennsylvania, a uh, Heath mentioned this Sealands Grove national open Friday night, six grand to win Saturday night, 20 grand to win. So Sealands Grove takes center stage this weekend and St. Francis County in Farmington, wow. Missouri. I had a chance to get there earlier this year. Love that little racetrack. Their big one, the Queens Royal is their $5,000 to win. So nice. fun stuff. That's for sure. I just saw this before I came into the office. The high stakes sprint car series ah. next week, next Tuesday night. They have the Sheldon race. Okay. The Durst family just said 22,000 is not enough to win this race. So they just dropped another 10 grand right on the top $32,000 to win on a Tuesday night. My question is do they send the money to Brad Sweet and Kyle Larson or do they just send it directly to Brent Marks? <laughs> oh. 
Oof, he's gonna have some tough competition. Oh, he will. No, it's yeah, it's Wayne County and it's uh, yeah because Ohio yeah, is. Yeah, you're great. gonna have all the guys because oh, they were just all you're in Ohio going to this have weekend. Everybody but yes. about the 14 World of Outlaw guys. Yeah, because all the all stars will all be there. Yep. I mean, this is this is going to be that's next Tuesday night. This is going to be awesome. Um, phenomenal stuff. Really, really cool stuff. But that 19 car will also be there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am I am fairly confident they will be there. Hey, you know what? What is what is it? What is it? Is it September? What is it today? September, September 20th. 20th. Right? Okay, yes. September 20th. Okay, so that means we're three months and five days from Christmas. Oh. I know. Well, Aaron, you can handle this right now. Go to shopwingnation.com and do all your Christmas shopping. Yes, do all your Christmas shopping. Kate would love a Wing Nation shirt and cap. She would. She I, need, would. I need a promo code. You got a promo code? I don't know about that. <laughs> from, well, see Beersy. And if you know Frank Beers, there's no such thing as a promo code. Um, I mean, it, we work around this place. Come I understand now. that, and there's no such thing as a promo code. I can, yeah, I can trust you. I don't that. have any of the new apparel. I got to I got Well, that's right, because you didn't go to Port Royal yeah, and get some. Ashley and I got one. Yeah, Ashley and I got our... Uh, it, <laughs> The, the Wing Nation gear is it's spectacular. Nice looking, yeah. It is fantastic this year, and you can get it and get your Christmas shopping all done at www.shopwingnation.com. That's shopwingnation.com. This weekend, I think the Tom Book, Justin Peck Motorsports merchandise trailer will probably be at Eldora. Mm-hmm. So if you're headed to Eldora this weekend, make sure you get yourself stocked up with Winged Nation gear. You can follow us on our social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, and all these interviews will be on our YouTube page as well. And mentioned this a bit ago, coming up, Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit, the mayor of Port Royal, Pennsylvania. Yes, Dylan Sisney joins us. And it's fascinating. You're just going to have to tune in. You're Mm -hmm. just going to have to tune in. Wednesday night in Canada on Rev TV and Friday and Saturday on Mav TV. The mayor. How about that? Yeah. Isn't that cool? Now now I'm curious about the interview. Oh, no, it's good stuff. Oh, it's really good stuff. Dylan's such a great, great guy. He's a great, great kid. I mean, I say kid, but he's he's a mayor. Um, and they're all, and I will give you this tease. So I ended the interview with, so going forward, are you Dylan or Mr. Mayor? Is when we refer mm. to you about this. And um, he said, I gotta, I'll figure out what to do with there, but there may be some mayoral merchandise. Ah, I like I it. I like it, too. I like the way too. he thinks. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, it is. I like the way he thinks. So, fun stuff. That is this weekend on our Wing Nation television program presented by Sage Fruit. What a ball. It's always good when we talk to Wayne Johnson. It's never been bad. <laughs> and really cool to catch up with Heath Moyle today. Fun, fun stuff. That's for sure. She is Aaron Evernham. I am Steve Post, and we are grateful and thank you for checking out this edition of Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tire. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com.